who's it for, and what's it for. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. This weekend, my wife and I went plant shopping. We went to the local nursery, and we bought this beautiful rubber tree. Beautiful, big, shiny leaves. We brought it home. I took it out of the car. I set it outside beside the car as I unloaded my kids, went inside, got some water. Five, ten minutes later, I came back out to retrieve this beautiful, gorgeous tree to bring it inside the house next to the chair. And when I reached the plant, I realized it had been sitting in the scorching, hot Dubai sun for maybe five, ten minutes. But that five or ten minutes was enough to scorch the leaves and it caused the entire plant to wither. I ended up having to cut off all but one or two leaves from this gorgeous plant, effectively, well, not killing it, it will come back to life, but uh, making it look pretty, pretty rough, pretty little rough and ugly. And so we set it next to this chair in our living room, and uh, I looked at him like, nope, can't go here, does not fit here, we need to move it. My wife said to me, she's like, well, yeah, but no one really comes over. We don't have a ton of guests over every day. Um, and it's not for them anyways. It's for us. And it got me thinking on this, this question of who is it for and what is it for? Now, the space of our living room, for me, it is for us. It's for my wife and I, for my kids, a place of, of rest, a place of family gathering. and But it's also a place where it's a place where things are put together. It's a place where you can relax, where things look beautiful, where there's not a, a massive explosion of creativity, of, of mess, but it's very ordered and thought through and thorough. And this plant in the midst of this, this disheveled plant, in the midst of this beautiful room, felt out of place. And I thought, right, this plant is for us, but what is it for? What's the utility? What's the purpose of this room? And does the plant match the purpose of the room? So I brought the plant upstairs into my studio. And this morning I was looking at it in the early morning and I was thinking this fits perfectly in the studio. Now the studio, it's still for me. No one else is looking at the this disheveled plant. But it has a different utility. The room has a different utility. What is it for? The studio is a place of creativity. It's a place where dead things come to life. It's a place where ideas manifest out of nothing. It's a place much like a, a plant where, where there seems to be nothing but dirt and soil, ashes, and out from it springs new green life that's beautiful. And so for me, the this rubber plant, this rubber tree, fits perfectly in the studio because it's a place where, where dead things come to life. And as I've been thinking about, about this, who's it for and what's it for, it stretches into every aspect of our lives. Take parenting, for instance. Who's parenting for and what is parenting for? Well, the 
and the probably correct answer is that parenting is for the child. What is it for? It is to grow them up into whole, healthy, competent human beings that are not just cogs in a wheel, but they, they're envisioned to become leaders in their community, in their, their sphere of influence. Parenting is for the child. And what is it for? It's that they might become leaders in the world. But we don't always act that way. Our behaviors, our actual day-to-day operations don't actually often align with the who and the what. Oftentimes, I, I can experience uh, parent shame, if you know what that is. It's when you're at a restaurant or your friend's house, and all of a sudden your kids, just being a kid, but kind of acting crazy. They're acting loud. They're spilling their juice. They're, they're not fitting into your compliance mold that you wish your, your perfect-looking child would be. And I can feel myself switch from the correct who and what, which is the child and growing as a leader, into a different who and what, which would be now parenting is for myself. And what is it for? It's to impose compliance compliance on my child. And so I begin to act out of a different motive and all of a sudden I've lost the thing that I'm trying to achieve. Where I'm, I'm trying to turn my child into a world-class leader. I've moved away from that intent to a different intent, which is it's for me so that they can make me look good. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm parenting so that I look good rather than parenting so that they become leaders, so that they learn how to lead. And it's a very subtle difference, but all of a sudden now I'm pushing compliance rather than empowering them to become leaders, to become visionaries, to become empathetic. It happens in other areas of our life and the clothes that we buy, where we choose to live, the watch that we choose to wear, the posts that we choose to put on Instagram. Ask yourself today, who is it for and what is it for? Because a pair of shoes or a shirt or a watch or a car or a house, there's a, a purpose in it in and of itself. We need shoes to walk. We need a car to get places. We need a house to live in. But oftentimes, we're signaling with these items. We're signaling to our tribe by what we post on Instagram that says, I'm like you. I'm like this. This is who I am. This is how I want you to perceive me. The shirts that we wear, the pants that we wear, the dresses we wear, the makeup we wear, they are signaling. And I want to ask you and, and challenge you today to ask yourself, who are those things for and what are those things for? Now, there, again, there could be two different answers. There's the answer that you would like it to be for or that in, your, in, our, in our ignorance or naivete would say that it's for. Oh, well, my, my car is for me to get from point A to point B. We might say that when really our car is for other people to impress them, to signal 
to them that we are successful. This weekend, I have been thinking a lot about my content. I've been thinking a lot about this podcast, about my writing, about my work, about my art, my craft. And I've been thinking, who is it for? And what is it for? What is the purpose behind it? And is it in alignment? Am I in alignment? And this is something that I I often go back to probably at least once, maybe twice a month. I go back and I and I check with the with the plumb line, if you will, or with the compass and say, am I still on track? Because it it's it is so easy to lose focus, to lose vision, to get down into the weeds and forget about that 30,000 foot position of the macro direction that we're going, our intent of who is it for and what is it for and is it meeting that spec? Is it reaching our goals? Or have we fallen into the trap where we're trying to satisfy other metrics that we actually haven't determined are important or significant to reach our goals? For example, this podcast is for you. It's for change makers. It's for visionary leaders. It's for people who see the world for what it could be, not for what it is. It's to, that's who it's for. And what is it for? It's to provoke. It's to ask questions. It's to cause you to reflect. It's to cause you to, to, to activate you, to mobilize your community around the, the things that you are passionate about. At a deeper level, beyond just the, the, the surfacey noise of the world, but to go past that and to become people who are change makers in our lives, in our families, and in the world around us. To, that we might be able to shape and own the future, that we might be able to understand who we are as humans, to know our story, and then to see the stories in others, to, to connect with them. And I have to keep coming back to that original intent because it's so easy for me to lose it, to get stuck in the, the, the rut or the rhythm of content creation. And then there's all these other metrics of reach and, and who are you reaching, your target audience, the size of your tar- target audience. But the reality is that I am not in this podcast is not trying to reach everyone. In fact, this, it may not be for you, and that's okay, but it is for someone. And same with your art, same with your craft, same with your business. It's not for everyone, but it is for someone. And I want to challenge and encourage you today, whether you're a mom that's raising your kids, whether you're a barista that's serving coffee, whether you're a CEO that's leading your team, whether you're an artist or photographer, ask yourself for your next project, your next piece of work, your next piece of art, who is it for? Who is this intended for? And what is it intended to do? Once you determine those two things, you take some time and you really search and ask your, your, yourself honestly, who is it for and what is it for? Once you determine that, then you can 
know how to build appropriately, how to build an alignment so that you reach those goals where you can say, these metrics, all this over here, it's not important. We need to focus on this one thing. Does it move? Does this piece of art move them emotionally? Does it move my target audience on a deep emotional level? Not how many likes does it get? So I hope this is helpful. I hope these questions this morning or this afternoon, evening, I hope it's meaningful to you and reflect on some areas of your life, asking yourself, who's it for? What's it for? And am I walking in alignment with those two things. Thank you for listening to Weaver and Loom. If you have any questions, please go to my website, lucasscrobot.com and leave a question. I would love to answer it here on Weaver and Loom. And if you found these questions, this episode helpful, please share it with one friend today. Just send them a text message, DM. And as always, thank you for listening to Weaver and Loom. I'm Lucas Crobot, and this is Weaver and Loom where destiny is woven.